2: Slightly sexually compromising people. <laughs> <bit. laughs>
0: Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? <laughs> Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: And welcome to the Hypothetical Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Gamble. My guests today will be Josh Widdicombe and James Acasta. How are you today, guys? Good, thanks,
2: said. Good. Thanks for having us. Good.
1: How are you? It's a fun idea getting someone else to host it so you can have a go at it. Is this because you sit there when you're recording a TV show going, oh, I've got a much better answer than that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always. I'm astounded at yeah. the bad answers we well, get. <laughs>
1: You are like a moth to a flame when it comes to hosting podcasts, Ed. (laughs) I love it. There's so many different things going on, isn't there? Because you're hosting an Acast as a guest, and then I'm sure people are aware that you co-host Off Menu together. But I have interviewed you both separately on the Taskmaster podcast as well. Um, So I feel like I've, I've got the measure of you two. Neither of us were booked for your heavy metal podcast, though, were we? No. No, because you're not in, you're not in a British heavy metal band that's been going for longer than 25 years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's fair
1: enough. Right. Let, should we do this Bloomin' podcast, then? Because I'm excited yes. to hear what you two are going to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, of course, this week, you guys know this, you'll be competing for this week's hypothetical prizes, which are a season ticket to all the bands I like, 12 very fast cats, and a three-day crash course to be a blimp pilot great i'd enjoy all of those yeah you'd enjoy all of those which one would you enjoy the most josh uh the cats would you enjoy 12 very fast cats <laughs> yeah i like a cat and i don't feel like the i wouldn't have an issue with it being very fast i'm not mm. I'm not ever trying to prevent it getting anywhere i think they would chase you and you're not very fast josh um and also what you if don't it, know that i do do you? I definitely know you're not fast. I can tell by looking at you. <laughs>
2: I've never seen you move quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah. I must have told you this, that um, when I was 10, there was a, a national competition for all the kids at schools to put their 50 metres times in. And uh, everyone at my school put their times in. And all the four kids in my year, we were in like the top 250 in the whole country, all of my year. And then um, it it turned out it's because our 50 metres track because we were on Dartmoor was downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love that. Did you all rock up to national championships? Yeah. What the hell is going on here? What the it's so flat. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fast, James? Faster than a cat?
2: Yes, I'm very fast. Faster than a cat, but I, I, I think yesterday at the, I went to the gym and I think I ran too fast because my leg hurts now. What what speed are you going? Yeah.
1: Ten. Ten's not Ten's too on the running
2: machine's not too fast, Put it mate. Up, well, my gym, maybe your gym's are different, but, no. like, ten for 20 minutes, I've now got a bit of a limp. And I'm worried because I'm doing some filming tomorrow, but luckily, in the filming, I play, like, a medieval ironmonger, like a poor... Sorry. ...a pauper, so I reckon the limp will help me.
1: Yeah. I've, I've, what, what kind of booking mix-up's gone on there, James? <laughs> I think we're going to need a bit more information. <laughs> you play a medieval ironmonger.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I guess he would have a limp, right?
2: Yeah, so I think that's going to be okay if I've got a limp for it. Sorry, I hit my knee when I was smelting some iron. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. Oh, I'll, I'll use that. Sorry, I went, I went at ten on the oldie running machine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, those are your prizes. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And this week you'll be going head to head because I want you to, and this is my show. Who will come out on top? Let's find out in this week's, what would you do? Right. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. Then get your thinking hats on and do a hypothetical. (laughs) To help boost tourism in your hometown, you must invent a brand new mythical creature. Oh yeah. 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 So get thinking. Here's the rules. Your mythical creature must have a name. It must have a moderately believable backstory, and you must have enough evidence to keep the tourists spending their sweet tourist dollar. Yep. A As as always, the thinking time is signaled by a big sneeze. Yeah, I thought that was a mythical creature
2: coming into your <laughs> very rare that you um you know you hear someone sneeze and they actually say a chew. Yeah. I, I have
1: never... <laughs> yeah. Are you in the Bino, Ed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am, actually. Me and James are in the Bino.
2: Yeah, we were in the Bino. We actually, were actually Josh, in the Beano. So? Yeah, in, in a, mini, minx, in
1: a mini, minx oh, yeah, that that That's yeah. backfired. What? There you go. Yeah, you've got it right there. <laughs> How the hell have you got that
0: on hand?
2: <laughs> I picked it up
0: immediately. That <laughs> what <laughs> what is, is, is going
2: on in your life? <laughs> there it is. There we are. There we are. In the Beano, mate. In the Beano, guys. you
0: it to the
1: page. There we go, straight away. You, so there you go. Have oh, you back-referenced this, Ed? You knew that if you did that true, I'd have to reference the beano. So, you... <laughs> like, I know what Josh is going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's right there. It sits there on my desk so I can look at it and remember what a success I am. And I finally realized yeah. all of my dreams. Yeah, fair enough. Come on, then. These these blooming mythical creatures, then. Hmm. I'm from quite an area of mythical creatures, so it's fine because I'm from Devon. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, Haytor Vale, the village I grew up in, sits on Dartmoor. And, um, Obviously, Dartmoor has various mythical creatures. Um, the hairy hands, which what? are oh, which James is fully aware of. Don't
2: say you've not heard about the hairy hands. I've not Ed.
1: heard about the hairy hands.
2: Oh, you, you 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 clearly have not read Josh's book, seen him when he was on no. Chris Addison's show and tell, seen his no. early stand up. Um, no. <laughs> probably said no. it on Graham Norton. I mean, <laughs> oh, definitely not. Yeah. Oh, the hairy yeah. hands, I, mate. Come on. Yeah.
1: Got to bring them out all times. Tell us about the hairy hands then. <laughs> well, I'm just more offended that you haven't seen me on Chris Addison's show and tell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, I was just a pair of disembodied hairy hands that would steer people off the road when they're driving across Dartmoor.
2: Yeah. Right. Appear in your car. Yeah.
1: And just drive you off the road. I mean, you're not going to get better. The the one you make up is not going to be as good as the hairy hands. No, no, that's the problem. And also there's obviously, um... There's various, these aren't mythical creatures, but like there's the beast of Bobmin, which is on Bobmin Moor, but there's various kind of. So, but you can't of, have any of those though, Josh, because you've got to make one up. You no, can't but it's say, a place shrouded in mystery and, you know, and right. mystique. You can't and, say, oh, the hairy legs. It's got, to, but you've got to come up with your own one. Yeah, no, I've got it. I'm, it's fine. So, what I'm going to do is look at what Haytor Vale has that other places don't have. And it's located quite near. Um, the evidence of Britain's last granite railway. Mm. I'm already excited. I'm absolutely buzzing to hear that it's going to somehow be connected to the granite railway. Well, I'm just, it's a big area for, it's a big area for granite. <laughs> right. So maybe I'd have a kind of granite creature. Like, I know you two are Just into... really
2: do if you're not embarrassing me in front of Ed on this podcast, Mike. <laughs> Ed's coming on this podcast. I'm so trying to show him that I do a really fun other podcast and you're talking about granite. I want this <laughs> podcast to sound cool. Well, I, I'm quite interested by this well, because it does I'm-
1: have like... This feels like a sort of interesting, folky monster, yeah, sci-fi exactly, idea, exactly, like Doctor exactly. Who But this is exactly. not Josh's normal interest, so I'm quite surprised that he's coming up with this at all. And do you know what? I was about to reference the Marvel comic universe, oh, which well, you are you know, are you? I think is one of the worst places in, on earth. The comic
2: universe or the cinematic universe?
1: Oh, I don't know. The MCU—that's what you that's call, the call the it. Cinem- I'm, that's uh... the cinematic universe. Yeah. All right. Well, what's the difference? Well, well one is a, one of his films, and one is a comic book. Yeah, one's. Films Going oh, he's me. going to pick up his comic book in a minute for his pile of comic books. <laughs> <laughs> the Beano Mr. comic universe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the B.C.U. So am I right in saying that in the MCU, there's a big bloke made out of stone?
2: Oh, there's a, there's a couple. There's Well, in the MCU, there's Korg in the, in the Thor film in Ragnarok, yeah. who's made out of rocks. Oh, and coming soon in the Fantastic Four, there's The Thing. Not technically who's in the MCU memorable. yet. Oh, for God's sake. He will be. Uh, Josh, I have a question for you. Um, oh, no. If one of your children uh, really gets yeah. into, like, um, you know, Lord of the Rings or fantasy and stuff oh, like that, oh, how, are you, how are you going to cope with that? Um, well, I just, I just
1: think I'd, I'd still love them and accept them for who they are, but I wouldn't watch it with them. If 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 um, one of your children wanted you to read them the full Lord of the Rings, because that was a, a huge thing oh. for me growing up, because my dad read me The Hobbit. And did yeah. he? I loved yeah, it. Great. I loved it
2: so much. My mum would been the hobbit, yeah.
1: Well there you go. And and also part of being a good reader of the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings is because there's a lot of characters you do need to distinguish between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to do voices. Oh no, here we go. This when is... you read your kids the book. Mm. So yeah. would you be able to do a variety of voices when you're reading the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings? Well, you know I can't do voices. Gollum. So no, do Gollum? I don't know do... I don't think he's in uh, the Hobbit. He is he? He is, yeah. Is he? Yeah. Oh, for crying out Massive of
2: that. part of the hobbit. Um, so he says, My precious, doesn't he? Yeah. That's what yeah. he says. And
1: don't feel influenced by the way Andy Serkis did it. He says, What's it
2: got in its pockets, is?
1: What? What's it, that, pocketses? What's it got in its pockets, is? What's it got in its pockets, is he in a bando man? <laughs> um. What's it got in its pockets, is?
2: <laughs> it's the precious. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This person here's got a precious ring.
2: He <laughs> <laughs> put it on, and now I can't see him. <laughs> <About> um, <that. laughs> so um, he says, "What's it got in his pockets?"
1: Is <laughs> yeah. but in his Andy Serkis-y voice. Because you can't don't be influenced by Andy Circus necessarily. If you want yeah, to do yeah. a different voice, it's just so when you're reading it to your child, yeah. they can distinguish between the different characters. So let's hear yeah. let's hear Gollum first. Okay. Ah, I just really struggle with doing voices. I'm really stressed by this. But this is for you. Um, okay, imagine your child looking up at you all expectant. Yeah. Yeah, but I I know that this is a bad way for their life to go because I can see what it leads to. It leads to a man who has a Beano on hand at all times when he's on a Zoom call. <laughs> That's the next step. <laughs> What's he got in his pockets is?
2: Uh, I don't, <laughs> don't mind that.
1: I like it. like it. It's a voice. It's a voice. You've done a voice. That's I've what we need really. Um Bilbo Baggins obviously you well, you I've, auditioned I've, I've to, play, auditioned Bilbo to Baggins. play Bilbo Baggins, yeah. What voice did you do for the audition? So obviously I I, I, I did Bilbo Baggins as myself and it was like it would travel over valleys and down into mountains and all kinds of crap, wasn't it? And you didn't get like, it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nah. Even though you you riffed the phrase all kinds of crap. <laughs> I just, I'm really now
2: depressed at the thought of having to read Lord of the Rings to a child. <laughs> you just have to steer them away from liking it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Get them into like Ken Loach films and stuff. Harry Potter is probably more likely the one you're going to have to read. Yeah, I can do that one. That's fine. Can you? Uh, All right. Well, I've read
1: the first two, so I quite enjoy. No, I'm not doing Hermione. <laughs> do Quickly do us, do us Hermione. Okay. Uh, do us Voldemort. I, uh, Hermione would say like, um, oh, Harry don't get on that uh, wand. or I don't know what she'd say, but she'd be like... <laughs> she wouldn't say, Harry, don't get on that wand. Don't get on that wand. <laughs> I know she like tells him <laughs> off for being a bad wizard and she's like a point extra. not Why, she, they, she, why is it? anyone getting on a wand? Yeah. Well, exactly.
2: That's her point. Well, sounds rude. I don't... <laughs> you seem to be playing her as Ivo Graham.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that, that's where it's set, isn't it? It's basically set at that kind of school. Sure, with a yeah. <laughs> and then... Voldemort. what's the main guy uh, Voldemort hey yeah buddy <laughs> I am your father Harry is he his father he's <laughs> oh something to do that not he Star Wars yeah yeah I am your
2: father
1: is he his father <laughs> Feels <laughs> like the kind of twist you'd come across at the end, doesn't it? Yeah. Something like that.
2: Yeah. I caused the scar. Something like that, right? Yeah, well, then that's that's established yeah. in the first chapter of the first book.
1: It's not a twist that he caused the scar. <laughs> oh, that would be a very disappointing to those books, yeah. if he went, and I caused the scar. Yeah, we know. Yeah, why, yeah we which know he means that. he was oh. in the band Madness. That's what yeah. he means by I caused the scar. I was
2: not aware you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a big twist. <laughs>
1: So, so right. I'm going to go with a big man made out of rocks. That's what I'm saying. Because like, okay. I think it would work perfectly on Dartmoor. Okay, I'm and just then- going to remind you of some of the rules. Yeah. Um, must have a moderately believable backstory. Yeah. And you must have enough evidence to keep the tourists spending their sweet tourist dollars. Yeah, and we so need so a name from you at some point. There's various granite bits. Mm. Yeah, Around, there's various granite outcrops. There's your evidence, mate. So, that is his family that have, have died. So, but that's not evidence. No one's... <laughs> no one's ever seen has anyone ever seen the the big granite man Uh, I I haven't got to the name yet but thank you for doing it for me Um, (laughs) (laughs) has anyone ever seen the big granite man yeah Uh, yeah so that's the evidence so someone's seen the big granite man (laughs) It's like you've used all of your all of your uh, sort of creativity around the MCU type stuff already, and now yeah, you've just run out of ideas. You panicked. No, no. Right? no, no. So there's right. So right, so, right, right. So people have seen him, do, and do you have a name for this? We, you can't call him the Big Granite Man. Um, no, um, BGN. Uh, I would go with um, Mr. Granite. <laughs> right. It's not as good that, is it? Oh no. There's a footballer called Granite Jacker. So it could be a play on that because he's called Granite. Granite Jacker. Who's Granite. Gran- yeah, who does Granite Jacker play for? Arsenal. Arsenal. He plays for Arsenal? Granite Jacker. Oh. So he could be called Granite Whacker. Does he have a brother called Frere Jacker? He does have no. a brother. who's also a footballer. Yeah, there is Frere two Jacker. footballing based. He's, <laughs> he's not called that. Yeah. So you're going with Granite Whacker, are you? I'm going to go with Granite Whacker. Yeah. Uh, and does he whack anything? Yeah. He's got. This. Yeah, you if you come too close. So, <laughs> a bad, so he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Yeah, of course he is. He's made out of granite, and he roams the moors at night. <laughs>
2: he you watch if he comes too
1: close. What sort of things are the tourists <laughs> spending their spending their money on here? Uh, so little bits of granite on a key ring. because y- yeah, there you, you're on board now. Paperweight yeah. made out of granite. Yeah, a tea towel uh, with pictures of granite on it. But when they Not buy the though. granite, are they? Multicoloured rubber? Are they aware? Do, do they think this is part, like, chunks of the Granite Man's family? They, th- they think it's his uh, toenail clippings.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that.
1: Yeah, that's good. I is. do like that. Yeah, little bits of granite. <laughs> right, James, feeling confident? Yes. Okay, tell me all about your mythical creature.
2: The hairy legs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I did ban the hairy legs. Huh? For Josh, yeah. didn't I? Banned yeah, the hairy Josh. legs for Josh. Yeah, yeah. But you're you're now using the hairy legs, are you? Yeah, yeah. We don't have the hairy
2: hands in Kettering, so... No. Cut the hairy legs. Tell me all about the hairy legs. Well, you said it earlier. <laughs> yeah, <but> I need <laughs> more backstory.
1: <laughs> you can't just <laughs> say the hairy legs and then leave it to our imaginations. You've got to tell me some stuff about the hairy
2: legs. Well, you, uh, you came up with it. You should know. But, like, um, well, a pair of hairy legs. Mm-hmm. That walk around Karen. Yeah. And if you get too close, they kick you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do separate...
1: the hairy legs stop, James? Like, how far up the legs, yeah. and do they join at the top? And... Are there geni- I think what Josh is asking is, are there genitals? Yeah, are, are there, there genitals, genitals?
2: involved? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no genitals. Yeah. So, yeah. kind of like, you know, it's like if you remove the legs from a mannequin dummy, and you just popped them off, boom, boom, like that. Yeah. It's like that. They're very hairy.
1: But are they all yeah. are they always together though or can they separate and go off and sort of They're annoy always walking different... around together
2: like they yeah. like they are attached to a body and they're always yeah. wearing high heels. Oh, oh very nice.
1: Um As well. so the hairy hands obviously steer people off the road. What do the hairy legs get up to?
2: Yeah, the hairy legs they get on um treadmills when people are running on a treadmill at 10 maybe. And they they run on the treadmill and they they run even faster. And make the person fall off the treadmill. <laughs> they speed up the treadmill with the speed of their running. Yeah, yeah.
1: So do they get on the treadmill with the person?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Is that what happened to you yesterday? Maybe is that why you thought it was maybe. going be going. They drove me off the treadmill. They drove you off the treadmill. They drove
2: me off the treadmill. Yeah, I think so.
1: Now one of, one of my one of my rules here is a moderately believable
2: backstory. <laughs> What's the backstory of the hairy legs? This is someone who turned up to the gym one day without their gym bag, without their kit. They forgot their kit. Mm. And they were like, "Please, just let me exercise anyway. I, I really need to." And they were like, "You can't exercise with those stilettos on. That's not going to work." They're like, "Please, I got, to have a, I've got to lose some weight. I've got a, a, a film coming up. I'm, I've, I've got to, got to slim down. For, I've got a topless scene. Please, just let, let me exercise." And then they ran on a treadmill with the high heels, and they put it on ten, and they went too fast. And they got they caught in the conveyor belt. They got a high heel caught in the conveyor belt and it oh, no. pulled them into the machine and they went round, and, oh, round no. and round and round and round and round. And at the end, all that was left was a pair of hairy legs and the rest of their body was a pate. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and now, you know, and everyone always says, oh, it's so ironic because they were going to do a topless scene and now they're topless forever. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. Oh. They're just a pair of hairy legs. And they
1: wanted to lose some weight and they lost too much. I they lost think. too much yeah. weight
2: in the end. Well. And they're always trying you know, to exit. Always, the legs still don't know that they're dead, but they're, unva- they're unable to operate the treadmill because they've got no hands. So you have to wait until someone else turns it on, and then they've got to jump on there and oh, run along. I see. That's clever.
1: And is, the, and is this going to keep people coming to Kettering because of the legend of the hairy legs? Yeah, Where, people want to... Why are they going to come ke- to yeah, Kettering? Yeah, because people
2: want want to see these hairy legs. And also, what it helps do, because obviously if they want to see the hairy legs, they've got to go to the gym. So... Yep. everyone's uh, paying to go to the gym, everyone's using the treadmills a lot more, Ketrin gets a lot healthier, all the visitors to Ketrin as well get quite healthy. Even yep. if they don't see the hairy legs, they're like, well, I feel good in my in my mind and body now because mm. they've just had a run, you know?
1: The only thing I'm confused about is the evidence that makes people think that maybe the hairy legs are real. Is it, just, yeah. is, it, is it all hearsay? Is it all urban legend? Is it all passed down from my granddad used to work at this gym and he told me he saw the hairy
2: legs at, late at night? Well, if you look very closely at the conveyor belt on the running machine, you can see some little dimples in it where some high heels have made an impression. But you have to look very closely. And I reckon you say that to anyone, they can look at a conveyor belt on a running machine and they can trick their minds into thinking, Oh yeah, there's a little dimple there. Now that was the that was the hairy legs running with the slows. Very,
1: very nice. Okay, I think yeah, it's that is good. I think it's decision time. I'm in trouble here. Eh? So we've got the we've got Granite Whacker, <laughs> the big granite man, <laughs> whose, fam, whose family are all dead and he clips his toenails and if you get too close to him, he whacks you. Yeah. Uh, then we've got the hairy legs of Kettering. I'll be honest, when James first said hairy legs yeah. uh, and said, oh, if you get close to them, they whack you, um, I thought, well, he's, he's not even trying here. He's absolutely dipped out here. Yep. But then on being questioned more... I feel like he really pulled it out of the bag. The backstory of the hairy legs, I think, is completely unbeatable. Sign of a good host, Ed. You, you've absolutely brought it out of him, didn't you? Made him do some yeah. work, yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. whilst I was a fan of Granite Whacker... Um, LAUGHTER <laughs> And I feel like that was a real stretch for you, Josh. I think you're good at making stuff up, but because it was around the sort of themes of fantasy... I yeah, feel it's, like that's not—it's yeah. not your wheelhouse. It's is not it? my. It's not my. It's not something I—I I subscribe to as entertainment. <laughs> I, I thought that was great, um, and they'd go to the gift shop and they'd they buy would the definitely toenails. buy the, toe nails. the toenails. Toenails was toe lovely—a lovely bit yeah. of whimsy yeah. as well. But I think it has to go to the hairy legs of Kettering because of the journey we went on. It does sound like that's how you refer to Acaster.
2: Yeah. The points do have to go to the hairy legs of Kettering. Here he is, the hairy legs of Kettering.
1: The hairy legs of Kettering. That's, that's his boxing name when he's announced to the ring. <laughs> the hairy legs of Kettering. Um, I think it's going to be a 1,000 points to James. Oh, yes, fair thank enough. thank you. And I feel like, we, you, I feel like Granite Wacker should get some points. Oh, I, I do as well. I, you know, you're the boss, Ed. Yeah, I, I just know. just have to but... move my table nearer the plug because I'm on 5% of my laptop. All right, mate, oh you do God, that. Oh, God, the table's too heavy. You should get Granite Whacker to help you move it. Yeah. yeah, well, it is. Do you know what? It's made of granite. <laughs> is it? Oh, right. Well, I, OK, it's gonna, so it's going to be less points than I initially no. planned because it's clear that you just looked <laughs> around you just the room know it, and you came just up know with it. whatever. I was surprised <laughs> his name wasn't Hotel Bed. <laughs> <laughs> I've only just noticed that it's made of granite. I was going to give you four hundred points, Josh, but it's going to be two hundred yeah. points now because you cli- cause it's made wacker. of granite, which shows his imagination is not as fertile as I initially thought. No. I'd imagine the floor is covered in toenail clippings. <laughs> <laughs> it's two hundred and fifty points for Granite Whacker, uh, and it's a thousand points for the hairy legs of Kettering. <laughs> Now, next round, not for a million quid, where our contestants, which is you two, bid to see who would pay the least to do the thing in the question. I'll give the question, then you each bid a figure. The winner is whoever bids lowest and can justify being able to cope with it. Here we go. How much to live in Beaconsfield services for one year? Do you want the rules? Here we go. Yes. You're not allowed out of the perimeter of the services. You cannot use the hotel. You must sleep in your car. The staff don't know why you are there, and you can't tell anyone why you're doing it. People can't bring you things. You must exist on what is available at the services.
2: Okay. I think I would enjoy it. I think I would enjoy. I've always liked service stations. I like that, like you know, they're always like little stop offs on the way to somewhere bigger, but there's no expectation on them. So you get to. Just quite... for those
1: of you listening who don't know what a services is, James explained it perfectly there. But in a romantic little way, stop offs on the way to somewhere bigger.
2: But in a romantic way, right? Little stops along the way, yeah. So, it's, 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 a, it's a romanticism yeah. to that,
1: you're about to say that life's a journey, not a destination, James.
2: <laughs> oh, I tell you what. Well, that's a good idea. I isn't think it? it does sound. Yeah, I never thought of it that way.
1: Here's my one issue with <laughs> services, James. Quite often, it's or it's like a, a crossover of all of the worst people in the world. I think, mm. and the toilets always stink. Yes. Yeah, okay. Everyone always st- stops for a bad toilet at the services. Yeah, Am that's a good point. My only option at Beaconsfield Services, presumably, is to wash in the sinks of the toilet? Well, I, uh, I mean, it's a good service, so I'm assuming they have shower facilities for truck drivers. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. But if you want to wash in the sink, I don't see any problem no, no. no You're I'm quite not. small. You could wash in the sink and then put yourself through the Dyson Airblade. <laughs> <laughs> One of the few people who would fit actually yeah (laughs) (laughs) just slither through the Dyson Airblade bobbing up and down I'd enjoy it up to the neck I wouldn't enjoy the head going through that would be the worst bit I think the face oh I'd love that I'd love to watch that happen to you your face would all blow back like you're on a big roller coaster yeah I think I could do it quite well because I think it's about routine isn't it And I think I'd get in a good routine I'd sleep in my car I'd get up I'd exercise on the grass I'd go in, I'd have my breakfast, i I could have Nando's one night, Pizza Express the other night, you know, mix it up that way. I'd probably go to WH Smith's each morning, buy the newspaper, read yeah. that over I think I could get in quite a good kind of groove with it. How would you cope mm. with missing missing so, people though? Friends and family, I, et cetera. Yeah, that would be bad. But they, they could come visit and, you. Well They're, they can come and visit you, but then but then okay, so say I've I've come to visit you, Josh. Yeah. And I've, I've gone, Josh, I heard this rumour that you're Living at beaconsfield services in in your car, um yeah, what's going on, man? why why, why are you in the services? Everyone's really worried about you i I just say, I think modern life's too complicated, and um, I forgot there's, there's an absolute refusal to refusal role play with you properly, isn't there? What do you mean? You weren't in character, was... you went, I'd just say. So you had to remove, oh, sorry, you remove sorry, yourself sorry, from oh, the sorry, role sorry. He doesn't like
2: the fantasy. He doesn't, he doesn't like, like the, the fantasy pretend... at all. Okay, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll enter your fantastical universe, Terry pratt <laughs> Are we on the disc world, I suppose? but <laughs> You're the one coming up with rock monsters, mate. <laughs> We've all heard your podcast interviewing rock monsters, Ed. Um... LAUGHTER I just think modern life is very complicated and um, I needed to find out who I am. I just want to cut down on the stresses and strains of the modern city. And this is the most isolated (laughs) and pure existence I could imagine. Well, that's okay. But that's not true, is it, Josh? Because you want to cut down on the stresses and strains of the modern city. All of the most stressful bits of the modern city
2: are at the services. Yes. (laughs) 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 Are they? Yeah, I guess so. You've got all of the yeah, but petrol stations, lo- loads of people, really loads busy, of people. loads of cars, all the shops and uh, restaurants. Let let me correct myself. I wanted to distill the stresses
1: and strains of the modern <laughs> city, <laughs> like like doing a kind of ginger shot in preta manger <laughs> when you go for something strong that's going to like reset you. Yeah. yeah, and I thought if I do this, then I'll be able to cope. Bit like high altitude training for athletes. Yeah. If I live a year in a service station, it'll make me stronger as a human being and I'll be able to cope with anything. Interesting. So a lot of people would say the way to become Zen is to go to a completely a completely quiet place with nothing. Yeah and you've what you've done is you've established a new form of Zen, which is it's sort of like yeah. an obstacle course for the for the brain. Exactly. But these people who go to do nothing, they then get thrown back into the modern city, they can't deal with it. Once I've lived for a year at Beaconsfield Services, I am going to be so zen when I am in Zone 2 of London. Zen 2, more like? Zen um, oh, 2, lovely. love it. So I'd, I'd yeah. like you both to write down a, a price, if if possible. Yeah, fine. <clears throat> well, I mean... I think James is very on board with this idea. I don't think it's going to take much.
2: Well, the thing is, is what, what I would like to do. I was going to go for, like, £200,000.
1: Um, I'm going to go with um, £70,000. Because I also think I'd be able to get quite a good tell-all book out of it. I think if I lived in a service station, the media opportunities off the back of that year, like a kind of Dave Gorman, Danny Wallace, Tony Hawk style thing. But sadder. But sadder. Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I suppose you could write the book
1: uh, while you're there, right? Sorry, James. Yeah, I'm going to change it to £500,000. I was
2: just going to launch a new game with you. Hmm. I look up all of the places that's in Beaconsfield services and you two just go back and forth and see if you can name them all. Yeah, well, I'm happy to finish on that.
0: Nando's. Yes. Um, Pizza Express. Yes. WH Smith. Yes. Costa.
2: Um. Oh, it might be Starbucks. That's a big play. I'm not seeing a Costa here. Oh, no. Uh... No. Oh, well, that was a quick game. <laughs> <laughs> it is Starbucks. Josh is right.
1: Like... <laughs> so, James, I think you win because you bid the lowest. Did you bid 200,000, James? Yeah. Great. So, you win, uh, and I think you win some points. I'm going to give you 200 points for that. One for every thousand pounds that you bid. But, Josh, I'm going to give you some extra points um, Ooh, because you. I like the book idea. And uh, I liked I liked the, the role play. I like that you, you sort of threw off some the shackles of uh, your oppression and got involved in the role play. There, it was, I thought that was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so I'm going to give you the shackles two- my my mental oppression. Is that yeah. basically what you saying? That I'm quite an oppressed human being? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. You don't you don't like comic books? That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you 300 points for that. Um, Thank you. James still wins by quite some considerable margin yeah, because yeah, of the Harry. He's won every, every episode. Kettering.
2: He's won every episode. Great. Okay, so yeah. Sorry. That's all right. It's quite nice to have a narrative. It's okay. because it's, it's, it's a different host every time. So it's not like the host has a favorite. It's just that all the hosts prefer me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and genuinely, I logged on thinking, well, I've got to decide who's going to win. I can't let James win because I've got to work with him quite a lot. Yeah. You know, it'd be nice to yeah. give Josh the victory. But the hairy legs of Kettering really took it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. uh, it was 1,200 points for James. Yeah. And I think you got, I think you got 550, Josh. Oh, well, it's, it's a good score. It's not a bad second place. It's I've a solid work. score. Um, but, James, congratulations on your victory. Thank you. I've been your host, Ed Gamble. Someone else will be back next week, um, but I'll still be there in spirit. Thank you very much. Hypothetical, the podcast is a Hat Trick production for Dave. All episodes of Hypothetical, the TV show are available on UK TV Play.
0: Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to nose around a comedian's house, take their stuff and see how much money you can make by selling it?
1: No, that's a pretty niche thing, to be honest. A bit creepy, really.
0: But that's the premise of Dave's brand new comedy podcast, Hard Sell, with me, Josh Jones. And me, Darren Harrier. We're going to travel the country, visiting the homes of different comedians, chatting about their spending habits before grabbing one of their favourite possessions and giving ourselves one week to try and sell it for charity in a competition to see who can raise the most money. It's a right laugh as we get to meet amazing funny people like Keema Bob, Joel Domit, Ria Lina, Ivo Graham, Josh Pugh and lots
1: more. But also sort of like an incredibly stressful cheese dream where we're trying to shift what are essentially stolen goods against the clock.
0: <laughs> it's bonkers. Hard sell with Josh Jones. And Darren Harrier. Available now wherever you get your podcasts.